I think uh, I've used this phrase before, and this is your words that I keep close to myself: that a guru cannot be chosen. Uh, deepen your longing, and the guru will choose you. And I think, uh, Guruji, it is our collective longing today that we we are here with you. Namaskaram, namaskaram, all of you. Namaskaram, Sadhguruji. Why only you guys are? I am also an Indian. Why am I not younger? <laughs> Sir, you are young at heart. <laughs> what do you mean, just heart? Only heart is young. Everything is younger. That's so, why I'm. That's why I'm talking to you because I am also an young Indian only. Yes, absolutely, sir. <laughs> namaskaram, Sadhguruji, and wonderful, welcome. You. Wonderful to uh, meet all of you, all the young people. Namaskaram. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a conversation with Sadhguruji on rising up in challenging times. Uh, we all know Sadhguruji, but would like to highlight some of the many introductions about him. Guruji is ranked among the 50 most influential people in India. Sadhguru is a yogi, a mystic, a best-selling author, and a poet. Absolute clarity of perception places him in a unique place, not only in the matters of spiritual guidance, but in business, environmental, and international affairs. He opens new dimensions on all that he touches. Guruji's talks have earned him the reputation of a speaker, an opinion maker, and an international renown. He has been conferred upon the Padma Vibhushan. He has spoken on various forums across the world, including the UN World Headquarters, the UNESCO Headquarters, World Economic Forum, the World Bank, the House of Lords, TED, Microsoft, Google, the Google Headquarters. He has also been invited to speak at leading educational institutions: Oxford, Stanford, Harvard, Yale, Wharton, MIT, and among others. Over the years, Sadhguru has launched mega ecological initiatives, the movements such as the Rally for Rivers and the Kaveri Calling, to address urgent need to revitalize Indian rivers, an issue related to soil, water, and climate change. Welcome, Guruji. Guruji, to introduce young Indians in a few words, we started in 2002. and in the past 18 years we have steadily grown in 49 strong cities creating and fostering a ecosystem of innovation entrepreneurship and empathy with our 30000 uva students we also work with a network of schools and rural pockets across india engaging young minds on the concept of road safety vitamin organ project masoom accessibility and climate change uh, while we came across recent times unprecedented times and we have not shied from uh, you know doing covid relief work we have touched across approximately 7.5 lakh people in covid relief uh, and providing them with food shelter uh, pps masks wherever the need arises our theme for climate change is water uh, we are challenging young minds not only to conserve water but how can we manage water when one part of india is having floods and the other part is struggling with the scarcity of water we would love to know your thoughts how can we manage or balance water crisis namaskar one fundamental thing that uh, i feel most people are missing the point on is even this question says that why there is flood and then there is drought and there is flood and then there is drought continuously happening we must understand these two things are the two sides of the same coin how does a flood happen and why does it lead to a drought one classic example of this was the kerala flood 
and uh, within two months, all the wells are dry, everything is in drought condition. Within two months of such a massive flood which engulfed really a large part of uh, the state. See, essentially we need to understand the only source of water that you have in a tropical country in India is the monsoon. River, lake, pond are not sources of water. These are destinations of water where slowly water gathers in those places. But the only source you have is monsoon. So monsoon brings in uh, billions of liters of water. How much can we hold in the soil will determine how long this year's uh, stock lasts for us. Now, the water that comes down, it has to percolate down into the soil. But if it is completely stripped of all vegetation, the water will flow on the surface. When the water flows on the surface, you call it a flood. If it percolates down, it will create variety, it will replenish all the water bodies, including the wells, ponds, lakes and rivers. This is how it happens. If water has to percolate, then there must be enough vegetation, there must be enough organic content in the soil, otherwise water will not percolate, it will just flow on the surface. So once there is a flood, you must know a drought is coming. It's as simple as that. There is no such thing as drought and flood being different because only because the flood happened. Flood happened means the water did not go where it was supposed to go. It just flowed on the surface, destroyed the land, took away the topsoil and made it much poorer than what it was before the water came. And people are surprised, so much water was there, where did it go? It will naturally run away, it will evaporate, so many things will happen. Only if it percolates down and gets stored in the soil, we must understand the greatest reservoir of water on the planet is soil. These thirty-nine… Uh, the average topsoil in the world is about thirty-nine inches. These thirty-nine inches of topsoil can store eight times more water, that is eight hundred percent more water than all the rivers on the planet put together. That's how much water the topsoil can store. But right now what's happened is, in India now we have declared fifty-two percent of our soil as uh, degraded soil. In a tropical land where it was so rich, one of the earliest nations to develop agriculture, which we have a history of over twelve thousand years of agriculture, because this was the easiest place to grow anything, because the soil was so rich. In terms of bioactivity in the soil, a fistful of soil in southern India, for example, good soil if you take, there are over ten billion organisms. Okay, and over fifty thousand species of organisms, microorganisms. It is only if they are there, soil is rich, and they will only be there if there is substantial… substantial replenishment of organic content should be going into the soil. How will organic content go into the soil? The only two sources for organic content is the green litter from the trees and the animal waste. Animals are all going abroad. Trees are gone long time ago, to what extent they are gone means, for example, Ganga Basin. Ganga Basin accounts for one-third of India's geography and twenty-five percent of uh, its agricultural produce. In Ganga Basin, we have removed ninety-two percent of green cover in the last seventy years. What's our plan? 
What is our plan? Our plan is a disaster, because our plan itself is a disaster. When we execute it or when it happens, it's going to be a bigger disaster. Now, where it is going in terms of water in the world means four billion people on the planet right now are experiencing one month of severe water stress. This, they're estimating in fifteen years' time, will easily go into three to four months in a year, not one month. Right now, one month they're suffering, three to four months. This means uh, your basic living itself will be upside down for nearly four billion people. In the last twenty-five years, two-point-three billion people also have been affected by floods. Today, one billion people don't have access to drinking water. This number is going to increase significantly. So, based on this is what the Rally for Rivers project was done and uh, a document which is over seven and sixty pages of recommended policy was given to the central government within two and a half months. They made this the official recommendation for all the states. Most people are not even aware of this, that Kaveri, which was a perennial river for millennia, has become a seasonal river in the last twenty-five years. For five months, it is not touching the ocean, one hundred and seventy-five kilometers. Short of the ocean, it's drying up for almost four to five months. Now, if Kaveri has to flow, you need these trees. If you plant this many trees, the water that is sequestered, this is nine to twelve trillion liters of water, this will flow throughout the year. See, all you're trying to do is, because the only source of water is monsoon, and when it comes, we should do everything possible to see that the water stays in the soil and slowly goes out. Right now, monsoons come, immediately floods everywhere. Within two, three months, everywhere there is drought. So these are not two different phenomena, it's the same phenomena. Once you see lot of water flowing on the surface, this means there is going to be a drought, inevitably. Because if the water has to go in, the soil has to be rich, it must be organically rich, and there must be substantial amount of root, uh, you know, the vegetation and network of roots for the water to sink in and replenish the uh, groundwater sources. So what to do, everybody knows. What is the problem, everybody knows. But everybody thinks it can happen tomorrow, not in my watch. Let somebody else do it. So people have been asking me, Sadhguru, why did you take it up? So I keep asking them, why did you not take it up? Why is it that you didn't take it up? Uh, because there is, you know, this proverbial uh, who will bell the cat kind of thing. To bell the cat, you need an idiot. So you found me, all right? Because I can't just look at a serious problem evolving and simply, you know, watch it, okay, let somebody else handle it. This has to be done. This is not one person's job. This is not one organization's job. This has to be done on a war footing. Thank you, Sadhguruji. I'm sure we are going to take this advice and work on it uh, going forward. Uh, I also have with me uh, Smita, who's my friend and also the vice chair of Young Indians. Smita, if you can unmute yourself. Yes, yes. Good afternoon, Guruji. Namaskaram. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. It's uh, a unique opportunity for all of us. Um, I've actually thought about this moment for so long and the fact that we have you here with us… How did us, you foresee the virus, huh? <laughs> not the virus, but the fact that we were getting this opportunity to, uh, you know, interact with you. And there are so many questions that each one of us have. 
in our own minds about the times that we are facing and to get this opportunity to hear from you yourself um, i think uh, i've used this phrase before and this is your words that i keep close to myself that a guru cannot be chosen uh, deepen your longing and the guru will choose you and i think uh, guru ji it is our collective longing today that we we are here with you uh, i'd like to introduce uh, uh, i think ragu is not on the call so i'll uh, first start with the other question that we have for you uh, we've actually thought a lot about the times that we are facing and i think one of the people that we sometimes look over is the fact that these are very very unusual times for our children also they are going through many many challenging experiences and i feel sometimes they are not able to verbalize their feelings properly um i look at my own children and and i wonder what kind of things are they coping with and whether they are even able to share them with me and what sort of mental turmoil it must be bringing for them so is there anything that you suggest guruji that we can do to help them uh i i personally wish i was a child at this time because uh no school for four months and no possible date announced oh this would have been paradise for me <laughs> i don't know why children are suffering this anyway so i think this is because uh, i'm not trying to belittle the situation it's a serious situation all right but a child's a child is not made to worry unless he is being constantly groomed as to how to worry about everything by the parents and the teachers Oh, examination is coming are you not worried why am i worried huh? i mean this is a talk that adults do all the time why is a child worried you think worry is a virtue you sit and worry about something you think it's a virtue no it's a disaster because you don't know how to handle your own faculties your thoughts are getting into compulsive mode and uh, you're worrying and unfortunately fear and worry and all the anxiety all these things we are making a virtue out of it once you make a virtue out of it well they'll pick it up as early as possible maybe you started worrying when you were 18 but your children will start at 12 the next generation will be wor born worried maybe i don't know <laughs> because we are creating an atmosphere like this so this is a great time children especially should not complain I, as i told you in the very beginning I wish I was a child where there was no possibility of school in the coming year that would be my dream it never happened during my time the longest uh, break that I got unscheduled break that I got is uh, the president Zakir Hussain and somebody else died at the same time and I got 4 days break and we were celebrating like crazy now the virus I was Thank only I was only 10 I was only 10 years of age when that happened later I wouldn't celebrate somebody's So Guruji I also have here with me Mr Raghu Kailas and Raghu is from Chennai and he's uh, a past national chairman for uh, young indians and he is also a very very vibrant and energetic person so Raghu has a question for you Guruji at hand over Sadguru ji uh, firstly thank you for blessing us with your with your presence today and for sharing your infinite uh, wisdom my question was related to uh, what uh, hey, ragu if you can if you can join young indians i can also join come on 
I've been thrown out, Sadhguruji. I'm the past, Emma. Uh, they have thrown me out. And I think in many ways, you're probably a lot more youthful than many of us in Young Indian. So uh, there is a lot that we are to learn from you. My question, Sadhguruji, was, uh, you know, we keep talking about uh, the economic impact of COVID and the uh, job loss and the medical impact of COVID. But we talk very little about the mental impact of COVID. Uh, for a migrant worker who has lost his job, or for an employee who is not getting his salary, uh, or for that matter, a business owner who doesn't know if his business will survive, there is a lot of mental turmoil going on. What can we do as individuals? What can we do uh, to people around us? And what can we do as young Indians uh, to alleviate this problem, to, to reach out and help people overcome uh, what they construe as a difficult phase? Well, uh, some of the United Nations agencies are predicting a mental illness pandemic across the world. Well, this is really tragic because, see, when there is a challenge in front of us, these are really challenging times, no question about that. When there is a challenge in front of us, we must be at our best, physically, mentally, emotionally, energetically, we must be at our best. But unfortunately, most human beings, whenever there is a challenge in their life, their own thought, their own emotion, their own body works against them. You can call this illness, it… if it crosses a certain line, you call this as illness. Otherwise, people think it's normal to be stressful, to be tense, to be anxious, they think it's normal. I don't have a job, I'm stressed. If I have a job every day, I have to go, so I'm stressed. All right, tell me one thing that they are not stressed about. If they are poor, poverty stresses them. You make them rich, tax stresses them, all right? No education, that stresses them. Put them to school, examination stresses them. No marriage, that stresses them. Get them married, you know. Uh, so many things, tell me one thing that they are not causing suffering to themselves with. Just whatever you give them, they will try to poke themselves. One most important part of uh, what we call as inner engineering or the yogic system is just this, to stabilize the platform in such a way that your intelligence always works for you, never against you. You may call it by many exotic names, there are seventy-two, as far as I know, there are seventy-two exotic names for variety of mental sufferings and imbalances that you go through. But essentially what's happened is just this, your intelligence is turned against you, yes or no? If I'm poking you with a knife from outside, this is me causing suffering to you. If you are poking yourself from inside, essentially the sharpness and the possibility of your intellect has turned against you and become a big problem, isn't it? So we gave you a knife, but you don't know how to hold it, you don't know which is the handle, you held it on the blade side, you're bleeding. Above all, there are tools to manage, there are tools and technologies to manage our inner well-being. This is what inner engineering is about, I really ask all of you at, uh, you know, this uh, young Indian group, go through this, for others 
who don't have the intellectual bandwidth to go through something like that, there are simple processes, ten, fifteen minutes, all free of cost. They can just download an app and do these simple things to bring a sense of balance in their mind, balance in their chemistry and above all, enhance your immune system, which is what is going to keep us alive. One fundamental challenge we have, which is the only thing that we must bother about right now is, in the next twelve months, all of us should stay alive and ensure people around us stay alive. Thank you, Guruji. Uh, Guruji, I'd also like to introduce you to some of our Yuva students. We have two very, very bright ones here with us today. Namaskaram, Yashwant. Namaskaram, Guruji. Uh, I've been a very big fan of you and I've been watching all of your interviews lately with Tom Bilyeu, with other dignitaries and it's been a, a really wonderful experience. And uh, my question for you is, uh, is pretty much uh, probably the mainstream question that everybody has because we are right now in the process of graduation. We are very unsure about that. But uh, my personal question is, uh, people benchmark success. People benchmark success in life with, uh, with some metrics, money, pleasure, uh, social status and everything. But I really don't believe in the concept of success because uh, I've come to a point uh, uh, from the readings, from the books I've read, it's not about it's not about being materialistic. It's not about the external pleasures that we see. But there has to be a level that one individual can reach so he can claim success for himself. What do you? Uh, how do you identify that success? How one individual identifies that kind of success for him? See. Uh... The problem with human beings is, you put them into a certain social circumstance and they will let that social circumstance rule their entire life. Now you're in Chennai, your idea of success is what is in Chennai you want to be little up there. Suppose you are in United States, what is there in that you want to be up there? Like this, people are allowing a social situation to craft their consciousness. This is not the way life is made. Human consciousness should determine the social situation. Social situation should not determine the human consciousness. Having said that, the simple way to understand this is, you pay attention to any other life. Let's say an ant is crawling, what's his idea of success? A plant or a tree is standing there, what is this mango tree's idea of success? Please look at it. What do you think the mango tree wants to do? It wants to grow coconuts? No. There's no such thing. It wants to be a full-fledged mango tree. What do you think is the uh, success… idea of success in an ant or an elephant? It wants to be a full-fledged ant or an elephant. This is all. You want to be a full-fledged human being. This is all it is. But we clearly know what is a full-fledged mango tree, what is a full-fledged elephant, but we don't know what is a full-fledged human being. That's the only problem we have, because for every other creature, nature has put two lines. Within those two lines, they live and die. For a human being, there is only bottom line or even the bottom line is not there, there are no lines. Because nature trusted your intelligence that for you, lines are not needed, you can be what you wish to be. The idea that nature took away the bars of your life is, so that you will soar into the highest possible level, which other creatures don't ha do not have the possibility. Their entire life is about survival. Stomach full, their life is settled. 
But once you're a human being, stomach full, uh, stomach empty, only one problem. Stomach full, one hundred problems. This is the nature of the human being. Because survival is not the goal of our life. Survival is needed, we have to take care of it. One day I was around twelve years of age, I turned around and asked, when did fear become a virtue? When did fear become a virtue? We are nurturing these things all the time, what will happen, what will happen? See, the most important thing as a human being is, the human faculty should grow to the fullest possible capability. What to do with it is not even a concern. We will do something according to the need of the times. Today, you know, people, if I go to some place, some... Uh, I was in the economic forum, and this professor from Harvard comes and says, Oh, you are that amazing tree planter? I said, No, I am not a tree planter. So, no, 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 you planted millions... Okay, I planted trees, but I am not a tree planter. So you asked me, then what do you do? I said, I make people flower. <laughs> Why I'm telling you this is, it's important that you as a human being blossom into your fullest possibility. What you will do, according to the needs of the times, I'm planting trees because there are no trees. If there were enough trees, why the hell would I go planting trees? I will do what is needed because when you are fully... full-blown human being, you will have no needs of your own. You will simply pick up what you can do best and do that. And that's how a human being should be. At this stage in your life, do not invest in fear thinking it's a virtue. Do not invest in worry thinking it's some great thing you're doing. It's the dumbest thing to do to turn our own intelligence against ourselves, isn't it? Your intelligence should work for the well-being of this life. Thank you, Guruji. And I'd like to introduce uh, An Anousha, Anousha Divakar. She's a fellow UA member and she has a question of her own uh, to ask you. So I'll pass on the session to her. So just, just to introduce Anusha Guruji, she's actually turning 21 tomorrow. And oh. uh, she's uh, going to start her second year. She's currently doing her MBA in communications and digital marketing. Uh, so Anusha, over to you. Namaskaram Guruji, it's a very Anusha, big happy honor to share this can I wish you? Today. Can I wish you happy birthday because that means I'll be preponing your birthday by one day and you'll get older by one day. <laughs> Is that okay? Happy birthday sure. to you. Sure. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so my question was that um, the current scenario has increased the focus on self. Now it's all about the being of self and the life of self and the livelihood of oneself. So in such a case, what happens about contributing and giving such that we do not become a very individualistic society? Well, uh, well, I understand the relevance of the question, but I want you to look at the other side of it. See, as a person, Self means you're talking about yourself as a person. If you are not doing well, what good things can you do to other people? It's very important that you're doing well. So as I said in the previous question to Yashwant, it is not because you have a great intention you will do great things. Simply because you have great capabilities, you do great things, isn't it? Without capability, you have intention. What is the point? Well, your good intentions are fine, but it is only going to make you extremely frustrated when you have good intentions and you have no capability. So, competence and capability are of utmost value. 
good intentions can be... can come very easily because when you are feeling wonderful, when you are joyful, do you see you have good intentions for everybody? And when you're miserable, do you see you want to scratch somebody's face? Yes or no? <laughs> this is... this is true for every human being. When you're feeling horrible, you want to do horrible things to people. When you're feeling wonderful, you want to do wonderful things to people. So the most fundamental insurance that everybody must take is that you're joyful by your own nature, not because of something that's happening to somebody or to you. You're just joyful by your own nature. Now it'll be very natural for you to do pleasant things to everybody around you as much as you can. Now, once it is natural for you to do pleasant things, how much can you do is not determined by your intention. How much can you do is determined by your competence and capability. So, enhancing the competence and capability of the self is very, very important. Because you cannot enhance the f competence and capability of a society or a nation without enhancing this, because individual is very, very important, because that's a reality. So being joyful, what it means is... or being not joyful, what it means is, if you are not joyful, even what you can do, you will not do. If you are joyful, one thing that will happen is, everything that you can do, you will do. So in our lives, if we do not do what we cannot do, there is no problem. But if we do not do what we can do, we are a disaster. So if you want to avoid this disaster, first and foremost thing is, this self must be joyful and wonderful. If this is wonderful, it will naturally do wonderful things. How much? Depends on the competence. Again, it's about the self. Thank you so much, Guruji. I think uh, for all of us and for all the young Indians who are watching you at this time, this has been an exceptional uh, moment. Uh, we've learned so much and I think we have so much to take back with us. Namaskaram. Thank you very much. Namaskaram.